through it. Okay. But I learned my lesson. I'll say that. What I was the lesson? I need to address my stress when it starts and not just pile on things on top of it. And just because, you know, I have all these responsibilities, that doesn't mean I can't take that time to be by myself and right. take a break. Right. So I have to listen to my body and listen to those anxious uh, feelings and those stress feelings like you were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, that was a difficult time. Like, that was a really stressful time. But my birthday was at the end of the month, and I feel like ever since my birthday, things have been moving That's awesome. in the right direction. So, yeah, I had a great birthday, by the way. Yeah, I went to Six Flags. I felt like a kid again. I felt like... I finally get to relax, yeah. you know, because I took a couple of days off for my birthday. So after that, I started to feel a little better. Yeah, little sometimes better. sometimes we need that break. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, adulting. Oh, it's a lot of decisions to make when you're an adult. Yeah. I, I got a question for you. I, oh, go ahead. Before, go ahead. Shoot. My question to you, just like listening to you, you know, like vent, and mm-hmm. as this is the intro to season two, right? It seemed like there are some commonalities with a lot of the things that you said, or at least I should say, attachment, okay. attachment slash ego. When I'm thinking about ego, I've heard you bring up. I hope I'm not getting too deep. No, come on. Uh, this, I'm just, like, uh, this is therapy for me. Right, so go so, ahead. A few things that you brought up was, mm-hmm. you know, the perception of how you were going to be received by others out of fear of being judged. Right. Like that. And also when it came to the high level stress when, you know, from like job and different things that you have going on, not wanting to reach out to your parents because you felt like, you know, I'm an adult now. I can right. do it myself. Yeah. Where do you think like the 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 attachment issues may have come from? Well, it's like interesting the, that like, you asked that because I was going to talk about my inner child and how that leads my decision. Transition. So that was a you. You be podcasting, bro. Yo. Anyway, I, I, I just drink water and mind my business. That's it, man. It's simple. But I think a lot of those decisions come from my inner child. So the one thing that you talked about, like not asking my parents for help, when when I feel like my parents help me, I feel like they're controlling me. Okay. So if they give me money for something, I feel like I have to spend the money on what I told them I was going to spend it on. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I do. And my childhood was very uh, guarded, very, like, sheltered. So, so that's it was what, a lot of control. Like, Nia, you can't do this. You can't do that. You got to dress this way. You got to dress that, So That's what I was going to ask. So, yeah. like, getting into childhood, when can you think back to potentially the first time you felt like you weren't in control? Like the like first I was not in yeah, control. Like the very first time, whether that was when you were four years old, you asked for something and someone said no, or when your cousin did this, or because when I think about childhood, mm-hmm. the inner child and unlearning different things, right. healing from childhood trauma, I believe going straight to the root. Right. And I realized as an adult, a lot of times I would put people in this box or this filing cabinet based off of something that they did, but it might not even necessarily be what they did. They just trigger something from the past. Right. So if it was in a realm of betrayal, I had to start asking myself, when was the first time that I felt betrayed? Mm. Or if it was abandonment, when was the first time that I felt abandoned? Was it when my cousin didn't come or was it when my cousin didn't fight for me when I thought he was going to fight? Or as far as betrayal, was it the time my teacher my favorite teacher told my parent that I did something in right. class and I feel like my favorite teacher, mm-hmm. those type of things from childhood need to be uprooted because right. you end up 
hitting everybody else in crossfire transitioning into adulthood. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it's hard to say when I felt like I didn't have control, but I can say when I felt like I did have control uh, because copy. because it was literally copy. my whole childhood. I it was like. You got to dress this way. You got to wear your hair this way. You go to a Christian school. You can't cuss. You can't listen to rap. You can't do this. You know, it was, right. that was just, it's That was your to, normal. Right. That was my normal. That was my normal. So I'll say like, go, literally going to college was when I first felt in control of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if y'all went to Hampton with me, y'all know, you know, I was a little different back Does then. It turn it up. I was a little different back then, but uh, now I'm more uh, balanced out. But yeah, my whole my whole childhood it was control, 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 or it was let me do this so I could please my parents right. because I didn't want to disappoint them. Right. So even if I did have the control to choose a different decision, I chose the decision that my parents wanted for me because I wanted to make them happy. That's a lot of adults. That's why a lot of people are working at the jobs that they're working right. at, you know, or a lot of people are in certain marriages with certain right. people that they feel as though mm-hmm. they can bring home to their parents, and, mm. or went to the certain schools. Ooh. It's all, but when you realize that, you realize that you're not living a life autonomously. Mm-hmm. You're living a life controlled by your parents, right. and you're an adult. Right. Because people operate out of fear, out of fear of the disappointment of their parents. Right. But when you unlearn that fear mindset, right. you're able to be like, I'm making this decision because this is what I feel as though gives me inexplainable joy. Right. Though I love my parents and I do f- want us to continue to do this, mm-hmm. I can't operate in the vision of the my life that you have for me. Right, exactly. But that takes a lot of courage. You, yeah, because you ultimately won't be happy if you're making all your decisions based off what your parents would think right. or people-pleasing, you right. know. Um, luckily for me, as far as what I do, that's always been something that's been on my heart. That's not something that they pushed on me. They did push college on me and stuff like that, which I understand. Like they, they wanted that for me. Right. Um, so that's not too bad, but I would say as far as my identity, mm. that's what's, um, that's what's new to me. Cause I feel like a lot of my ideas and morals and values came from them and I just stuck to it blindly without investigating it, without uh, considering other people's perspectives. Right. So now, now that I'm getting older and understanding and just my, my, um, my job too, seeing, seeing the teenagers and what they talk about and how much they care about their parents and stuff, that's kind of giving me insight. Like, dang man, are you doing this? Because like, your, your dad thinks this is what you're supposed to be doing, or are you doing this because this is what you really want to do? Right. As far as the moral decisions and and values of that, um, of that, uh, what am I trying to say? Those types of things. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's all it's all good. I get, I get where you coming from. That's I think that's a question that all people should ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Whoever listening to our voices right, right now, I think you should ask yourself. Is the job that you're working at now or the environment or situation that you're in controlled by you autonomously? Right. Or is it controlled by your fears or your parents' fears or mm-hmm. 
because a lot of times I keep saying a lot of times because not all parents, but most parents want you to be safe. They want you to have stability. They want you to have certain things that set you up for success and your kids up for success, regardless if it's something that you like or not. Because there, a lot of them are part of the era. I did stuff that I didn't want to do, and that's why you're in this situation. And my grandparents worked it out. And if it wasn't for them working out, you wouldn't be here. But I don't adopt that same thing. I don't adopt working something out with people if you're unhappy Mm -hmm. staying at a job for mad years just because it pays the bills like you can figure it out do things to make investments but have like like don't be in a place just because it's taking care of certain things externally but internally or spiritually mentally is just tearing you up i'm not that dude and and also too i think it's important in recognizing your inner child in the decision making because i'll say for myself now that I'm out of the house, I feel like it was a part of my inner child that wanted me to get out so so quickly. Right. Like, luckily, the pandemic kind of slowed me down and, and got me prepared. Right. But I feel like if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably would have tried to move out even sooner because my inner child is like, I don't like being controlled. Right. I don't want you to control me. Stop commenting on what I'm doing or that you don't like it or whatever. My inner child led me to that decision to move out. And, you know, people always ask me, like, why are you in the rush to move out? Why are you in the rush to move out? I just want my independence. No, that was really my inner child. Like, wanting to be, like, free. Absolutely. Wanting to be free. And even in my therapy, my therapist was telling me, like, you can't find your true identity living in your parents' house because you're still stuck. You're still that little kid. Right. Ding. You're still that little kid. That in little the house. kid with a degree. degree. Little kid with a degree. Damn, that's deep. Yeah. It, it, it's extremely deep. And, and think about that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm happy that your inner child stood up for itself. Mm-hmm. And you listened to it. Because our inner child is always talking to us. It, right. it was around a time when you know, maybe our only response... Well, I can speak for myself. I don't yeah. know about you. You said you lived in a boarding school. You was like no. Harry Potter? Did, did you sleep under the stairwell too? <laughs> what are you talking I about? Know. I said I went to a Christian school. I, I don't know about your childhood. Boarding school. But I know, my, I know my childhood. My only responsibility was just to have fun and come home before the streetlights came on and certain things like that. But as we transition into adulthood, when we might start noticing, okay, life ain't as glittery as I thought it was right. on TV and movies. Oh, right. this happened. And it just builds. And as we're transitioning into adulthood, when bills start getting as ghetto, or right. you might experience your first heartbreak, or you start to really feel these different things. So going back into your childhood after your college experience, it was your inner child saying, I've seen you show up for yourself as an undergrad or whatever. You mm-hmm. can deal still. You can still do that in this capacity, and that's going to help you be more of an independent thinker. Right, that's exactly. going to help you be more of a. Mm-hmm. I can still take a bunch of things from what my parents taught me, but through my experience, mm-hmm. what are things that I'm able to mesh with that as well, and how am I able to sift out what works for me in my life as an independent thinker and also as just an independent woman. Right, and, and also I recognize too. And a lot of times I get these realizations when I'm doing therapy with the kids. Right. But I recognize that a lot of times I will argue with my mom, like, during quarantine over little things. Things that shouldn't really be, you know, start start an argument. Okay. But I feel like it was my inner child trying to protect me. Like, no, you're not going to make me like you. I have to, like, fight. 
Right. Like, I have to fight this so you don't make me like you. And <clears throat> I had to recognize, like, man, not everything needs to be an argument. Right. Like, so, just let some things go. Like, you can't, and I say this all the time to my clients, we can't change your parents. Right, right, none of us. We can't, we can't do it. So, so how do we move forward? But for some reason, I don't tell myself that. I don't know why it don't click. <laughs> you're talking when you're talking to these kids. You're also talking to yourself. Yeah. As if you're going to listen to your intuition and let it be a roadmap to you becoming your higher self. Mm-hmm. Like we all get signs and omens and different things that tell us what we may supposed to be doing. Is if you're going to listen to it or not? Right. You listen to your inner child, basically telling you, "Get out this bed." It's not them. It's 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 basically you in. What does it say? It's I've, I've read something that talked about rejection, not necessarily being rejection. It just means that space didn't have the capacity for you. So mm. whether that was you being not necessarily rejected by your parents, but the the idea of having to always check in and you know let them know I'm gonna be here this time, I'm gonna be here that time. You're more so rejecting the independence. So it's not mm. it, it, it. It was a different level of rejection. So right. for you to really. Go into a space that has the capacity for your light and everything that you're trying to do. You had mm-hmm. to transition out of that space. Yeah, had yeah. to. Oh man, it's been a it's been a year full of transitions. I bet I'll say that. Um, and with adulting, the decision making, it, it's sometimes these decisions are life or death, and you don't realize it, but. They are. They affect you. They affect your life. They affect your life for a long time. And um, it's important that we we have that balance and recognize when that inner child is coming up. So we don't make those decisions off the impulse. Right. Off of that little child that's inside. Um, Now I want to get into kind of like dating and as an as a full adult, as a full grown adult, which we might have two different perspectives on this, but. For me, it's been it's been a little different. Like I really thought, oh, I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna be able to go on dates. I'm gonna be able to do this. And now I'm like, uh, you know, staying at my parents' house wasn't that bad. Like right. because, like I feel like since I have all this freedom, I'm like, oh, I could talk to this person. I could go out with this person. But then there's the other part. My friends are like, yeah. Share your location. Like, are you safe? Right. Because nobody's looking out for you now. Like you just out there. You're just out there. You don't know if you've gone on a date with a serial killer. You don't know if you're going to get kidnapped, sex trafficked, all this stuff. And that responsibility is something that I guess I never really, I don't know. I never thought about it when I was living at my parents' house because I just felt like my parents know where I am. My parents, um, right. it's not high high school. It's not like, you know, you're going out with Billy to the ice cream parlor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right It's not like that like, Especially right. Not in 2021 mm-hmm. Especially not now We see all the time All these different Missing people right. Who never come up And that can be as simple as Taking that walk And I don't even want to talk about that or, or speak life into that What I'm saying is That We always have to be mindful Because you never know A person's Intentions Right And People I have no other way to put this So I'm gonna just be transparent People are weird <laughs> Like really weird And I I can't wrap my mind around a lot of it But sometimes I listen to the things That come out of people's mouth And I just be like wow 
How am I going to get up? How am I going to get away from this conversation? <laughs> how am I going to get out of here? Yo, no, no, seriously. But a lot of that is attached to these things that they haven't unlearned from childhood. And right. you really never know a person's upbringing. It could be the most beautiful person you've ever seen in, in, in your in your work in your life smiling perfect different things like that and even the representative that they introduce you to right may be you know everything that representative be tricking me that, okay that representative is something different but this is the outfit the things they saying right. funny oh haha i love a person with sense of humor all that different stuff then the person just turned crazy so it's being able to vet out different things and ask transparent questions especially as adults mm. because like I talked about when y'all interviewed me last season we just don't got time to play mm. like not play like you know childhood play like let's go to fun zone or Dave and Busters but play <laughs> but I with, know what you mean play yeah, with intentions right. play with integrity are yeah. you the same person who you introduced me to right it's things like that that I feel like as adults people just got to do a better job at asking those questions and paying attention to consistency and when things or red flags do come up mm-hmm. not just be like that's not a red flag that's a, a red skittle <laughs> that's not a red flag. That's no, it's a flag. It's orange. It's, yeah, it's not red. That's that's green. No, it's it's a red flag. You see it. Right. So being an adult, people say they want to be adult. Being an adult, communicate and speak up on it. If things aren't on the same page, that's okay too. Right. Be okay with things not being okay instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, well, I would just much rather not go to sleep by myself, or I would just much rather go out and date and not pay for it. Or it's good to have a companion. Or I just want a free meal. <laughs> or I just want a free meal. But sometimes it's better to skip out on that free meal or not waste someone's time mm-hmm. or just operate in your solitude than to be around someone who's taken away from you, whether you see it or not, or you right. want to address or acknowledge it or not. Right. And And I think one thing that I struggle with is like, I don't know if it's people pleasing or I'm so afraid to say the wrong thing that I'm just too cool about everything. So I don't ask those hard questions like your uh, episode that you were on last uh, season was talking about dating with intention. Right. And I think I lost sight of that because I was I, I've just been going out on dates like, oh, this is fun, like whatever. But I've never I, I, I never asked any intentional questions. It's it's. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, dang, man, you didn't really, you didn't really get any, you didn't get below the surface. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like your therapist. It's just these questions that pop (laughs) up on my, it's not me, it's my thoughts. It's these questions that just keep popping on my mind. So I'm just (laughs) curious or not even curious. It could be a rhetorical question or not, or a challenge per se. Mm -hmm. I challenge you whenever you get the opportunity to figure out why is it that you can decide to be more reclusive when it comes to not wanting to say the wrong thing or I can say that, but I'd much rather not speak up on it out of potential fear or possibility that it can turn out left or mm. like get to the root of why yeah. confrontation sometimes or the, or the possibility of confrontation might make you decide to not speak up because right. the outcome is going to be whatever is going to be regardless. Right. Yeah. But sometimes that same thing can be the reason why people are in certain situations for years when it could have been addressed it right you know and, what I mean? and and yeah i think it's like the confrontation because like i'll just give an example i went out on a date uh a month ago or so and it was cool but i wasn't really feeling him like that and then he tried to kiss me and i was just like oh god like how right. do i get out of here you just really you wanted know? them cheddar bay biscuits huh <laughs> 
I get it. <laughs> I'll be buying them. I got them at the crib just because I'll be knowing. I'm like, done with you. You just wanted them cheddar to red lobster. Oh, my bad. Okay? My bad. Continue. Anywho, um, I didn't know how to tell him. Like, I don't like you like that. Right. For some reason, I didn't know how to do that. So I just did. You know the immature thing, which is to ghost. Yeah, I know that's oh, terrible. I know, the I ghost. Know. I'm sorry. The ghost. Ghostbusters. But I ghost don't know. Busters. Like a part of me. I don't know why I couldn't tell that boy I don't like Conf- like that. Confronta- the 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 lack of wanting to be confrontational led you to turn into Casper the ghost. <laughs> that's ultimately what you're saying, right? But yeah. but that's why I think the challenge comes in that like challenge yourself to where why you feel as though you would rather not communicate than communicate, but still not communicating is still communicating. But you get what I'm saying. But isn't that kind of like tapping into the inner child thing? Because it's like when children get mad at you, like they just walk away or they try to give you the silent treatment. A lot of times kids don't know how to verbalize, you know, what what they're feeling or why they're upset with you. So they just, you know, walk away. I'm aware. And that kind of reminds me of ghosting. It's like almost like you acting like a little kid. And I, I kind of like I was mad at myself for doing that. I'm like, man, come on, like just tell him you don't like him. But yes, and, and, and de- delivery is, delivery can be key to you. Don't gotta tell a person I don't like you. <laughs> However, you can say and be. Re- you could be professional. You could be blunt. You could be straightforward. Mm-hmm. If you want to be, this is an example. If someone's looking to not ghost someone, if they're a ghost, uh, a ghost magician, this is where you could <laughs> something you could potentially say. Hey, I really enjoy myself. However. I'm transitioning into operating in more isolation or solitude or some people say I'm just focusing on me. That's a class. That's an oldie, but goodie. You can say I'm just focusing on me. Dang, but you I'm, gonna guys, use that. I'm, I'm just that. focusing on me. Or you could just be blunt and say, hey, I'm I'm actually not interested. You're a great person. If you want to throw. still sounds harsh to me. I don't but, know but why, it's, but, it, but it's, it's the truth. It's yeah, the, it's the truth. truth. Yeah, I'm not interested in And people have to also accept that it's okay not being everybody's type. Mm. Because everybody, if, if you don't expect everybody to be your type, right? How do you expect you to be everybody else's type? So right. if someone was being that transparent or just overt with their expression, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to be like, even if your feelings are hurt. Back to that things that make me happy. Just go in there, popping brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> start, start laughing at Tay Diggs. No, I, I really will be watching that. Yo, like, oh, brown sugar, Tay Diggs. For real, no, for real. Like that's. Cause I mean, people going ghost regardless. People going ghost until ghost ain't ghost no more. But <laughs> it's if you're looking for a way to not ghost, it's okay to just be transparent. Mm-hmm. Unless your your health and life is online, you, this person a little cuckoo. Right. Then block. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But if you feel like this person may potentially receive it or not, boom. Mm, take it from there. Yeah, I gotta work on that. Dating is just so. I don't want to get into that, but. Yeah, I do have to be mindful of my inner child and actually, you know, speaking up for myself Right. in those times where I feel like, oh, I don't want to have any conflict. I don't want to seem mean. I don't want to seem like a bitch or whatever. I, I have to remind myself to, you know, communicate it. And like I said, for the third time, I tell my kids this all the time. But I don't do it. Tell your kids, and you gotta start telling yourself. Yeah, hey. I got. I gotta start like really writing down what did I say in the session. Because, because it's, it's like the it's like the person who's always giving good advice, but right. never takes it. Never takes it. That's me. That's me. I mean, yeah, that's me. That's me. But what is something 
What do you think the biggest, uh, not lie, but what's the biggest, I guess, yeah, what's the biggest lie that people tell you about adulthood and then when you finally became an adult, you're like, man, this is not what. Uh, the biggest lie, I think, um, what's the biggest lie? I don't know if I've gotten any lies because no one really told me anything about adulthood. Oh, no one I, told you anything. I just wish I was... Okay. I, ideally, I wish I could have been more prepared for certain things, like mm-hmm. societal things. Like right. someone to actually tell me how to start working on my credit at an early age mm-hmm. or the importance of potentially college versus getting a trade mm-hmm. or uh, just like what real estate could look like in an earlier age and just flipping things like that. Right. But... I wouldn't say anyone necessarily lied. It was just, I wish I had more information. Mm -hmm. I do know what can negatively impact certain people. Like most of us, we know those prompts in elementary or sometime in K through 12, where we say by the age of 18, I'm going to graduate from high school. By the age of 22, I'm graduate from college. By the age of 25, I'm going to be married with three dogs and four houses. (laughs) By the age of 35, I'm going to be retired. They lied to y'all on that Different things like that. So, we all did those prompts, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, you know, just are captive to those things and not open to things potentially changing. So it's the, or the, what I call the um, the Disney trauma. Some people wanting the Prince Charming to come rescue you from a right, castle and yeah. y'all live happily ever after. It's a lot of different things that we consume as kids, and we wanted our adulthood to look exactly how we visualize as kids. And when it's not that... We tell ourselves or we call ourselves failure because by the age of 25, I still feel like, or 30, I still feel like I don't have it figured out. Right. So it, it's just what they call a midlife crisis. Right. Oh, my God. But being nicer <laughs> to yourself and being yeah. like, regardless of my experience and the things that have happened, how can I still transition and set myself up for success for the things that I want and where I, where I see myself going in the future? Yeah, those expectations are, man, because when I think about that was all I wanted to do when I was a kid was be an adult. Right. I can't wait till I'm 18. I'm going to be out of here. I ain't going to listen to y'all. I used to always say that to myself. And I'm like, this is really what I was, what I wanted. Like, this ain't, this ain't it, y'all. This ain't it. Like, this really not it. But I think I, I surprised myself as far as in my career. Okay. Because definitely as a child, I didn't know what I was going to be. I didn't know what field I was going to be in. I didn't know how much money I was going to be making. I never like set an expectation for that. But as far as like definitely like dating and um, moving out, all those things I had to let go of, like let go of that, that childhood expectation because this is what's real. And this is what's right now. And you have to give yourself some grace absolutely. because if you don't give yourself some grace, just like you were saying, like it, it can cause, you know, you to feel bad about yourself or it could cause depression. It can cause anxiety. Um, so you, you have to be patient with yourself in adulting and know that you're learning every day. Cause I feel like I learn something new every single day with adulting. Like I, I'm just like, Oh, I got it. As long as I have money and I have this, I'm good. And it's like, no, then you're like, actually, like, yeah, right. right. Exactly. You're responsible for, for your mental health and then friendships and then relationships and all, the, all this other stuff. And then your parents getting older, your grandparents getting older, getting sick, different things like that. You, you, you weren't prepared for those. You're just like, Oh, I got money. So I'm here. No, no. And, and just also, I want to emphasize the work-life balance because 
that was a really just because you have all this freedom and time to do stuff don't mean you need to do it. That's where time management comes in at and in and, yeah. and, and discipline. It's some people who who operate like you know, I have all that I need, so I'm going to spend whatever I want. And however their life goes, their life goes. But if you are someone who want to make better financial decisions, mm-hmm. then you can literally... I, I keep going back to, I got food in the crib. Right. That was the intro for me to be like, okay, you notice most of your money that you're spending is when you're out eating. Right. So yeah. what would that look like? If you're not going out to eat with your friends or certain things like that, but you're just randomly doing errands, mm-hmm. either eat before you go or when you're out, tell yourself, I got food in the crib. What right. is that going to require? Being proactive, going grocery shopping, when you're noticing you're low on certain things, okay, I need to restock on that. Mm-hmm. Trying new recipes, learning how to cook. It's different things like that that can help set you up for success when it comes to certain splurging or things that you don't want to splurge right. on. Just because you got it don't mean you got to spend it. Right. Or just because you got the time don't mean you have to be out. Right. Um. Sometimes you just got to go to sleep, y'all. Like, well, that's that's the thing. Like, I've been struggling with, Nia, go to bed. Why are you uh, up? Why are you out? You need to get rest. You need your body to replenish and refuel. That's. The, I know it's like a simple thing, but it's real. Like, take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Take care of, you know, your finances, but you really got to take care of your, your yourself, yeah. like your mental, that's, obviously. That's mental first. health podcast, you know, got to throw that in there. But um, is there any tips that you would give to people? I mean, besides your happy list, which I'm like, dang. Which is fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good tip. Yeah. I can start with that when it comes to like mental health and adulting and things mm-hmm. like that. So, of course, start with the things that make you happy. If you have any type of phone, I'm sure it has a notepad on it. Title it, Things That Make Me Happy. Pin it to the top of your notepad so whenever you're feeling unbalanced, you have a resource to help you somewhat transition out this funk or even pacify, mitigate it, whatever that is. Another tip that I would say is understand that your mental health is a priority when it comes to adulting. A lot of us are doing this for the first time, and even if we're using our parents as an example, some of them ain't do it the way that we want to do it. You feel mm. me? If I'm just going to keep it a stack. So it's okay for you to try new things, but learn from the things that instead of keep touching the, the fire on, on the stove. You burnt your hand mad times, but you still right, like, but you're st- I, I don't know. It's something about these type of dudes that I like. It's something about these type of, <laughs> Dang, but you I keep feel, it up in the same. I feel attacked. I'm not trying to attack you, but I'm I saying like, attacked. pay attention to those patterns and also be open to new things. Uh, one example I got before I kick it back to you. I remember growing up, I had a negative relationship with reading because I used to have to read as a punishment. Like, oh, you got to do this. You got to read this many books. And as I transitioned as an adult, I remember just being like, oh, I'm not reading that big ass Harry Potter looking book. I'm not reading that book until I transitioned and started reading books that I actually liked. And I realized how much it was expanding my mind and adding value to me to where now I love to read, but I had to be open to it and figuring out what works for me. So when it comes to you being an adult and adding value to yourself, ask yourself what makes most sense to you and be unapologetic about it. Don't be a slave or a captive to certain people or relationships just because y'all have known each other since y'all were sandbox or this person beat up the bully when I was in fourth grade. So who would I look like? 
People mm. change, intentions change. Ooh. Ask yourself how you can show up for yourself as an adult and are your actions and things that you're doing helping set you up for success because selfish doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Selfish has this crazy negative connotation, right. but selfishness has what helped me unapologetically give myself the love and light that I need all the time because I'm being selfish with, yes, a lot of people might want my energy at this club, but I'm going to be selfish and watch this movie. Right, or stay at read home. this book or right. stay at home. I'm okay with being that level of selfish because it sets you up for success. So that's all I would say. I don't want to repeat it, but things but that, that make that things was, things that, that make me tip. happy and show up for yourself. That's a good unapologetically. Tip. I would say for me is a lot of times we forget to check on our physical health. True. As as adults, like I know that there's. I know I'm a therapist, so I'm supposed to be like mental, mental, but also your physical health because your mental health can affect your physical health. Right. Let's keep that in mind. Like right. stress. There's people who have strokes because of high levels of stress or heart attacks because of high levels of stress. So you got to listen to your body. And one thing, too, that I do for stress now is exercising. So I kind of took a break off of exercising like around August because I was like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to work. I don't need to look cute for nobody. But it's not about that. It's not about looking cute. Exercising is a natural stress reliever. Right. So I realized when I started working out again that my stress levels were down. And I was having like a really bad day, like a really heavy day at work. And I I worked out and it almost felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. So take care of your body as well as your mental, as well as your finances. You got to take care of your body too. And also do do that, um, I guess, is it called shadow work? Like where you work on your inner child, recognizing your inner child. Yeah, shadow work. Yeah, shadow work. Do, do that shadow work, please. And, and for, for people who don't know what she means when she says shadow work, there are things that exist inside of you that you have not identified mm. that you may have been running from for who, however knows long. So when you face those shadows, when you face those shadows that are weighing you down or that have been haunting you for so long, you can't figure out why do I keep responding to people this way whenever this comes up and different things like that. When you face those shadows that have been existing since you were a child, you're working on giving yourself more balance in your life so you're not responding in such a negatively abrupt way. Yes, that was a great explanation. I don't even think I could do a good explanation like Come that. On, man. Come here, all that. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it on that note. And I am so happy to be back, y'all. We are back. We're not going nowhere, yeah. and we are gonna keep it real. We're gonna be transparent this season. Always, always, we're going to be on Apple, we're going to be on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio. The link is on our page on Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page. Please show our Facebook page some love, y'all. It's I know a lot of people don't be on Facebook, but I'm going to start putting posting more clips and doing things on there. So make sure you like our page on Facebook as well. And what's good with you? That's it. What's good with you? We back. <laughs>